Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the Eddie Murphy Martin Lawrence classic movie Life 1999. Life 1999. All right. And of course, I am so excited. I'm so excited. Nice. Good, good, good. Uh, We don't uh, uh, wait. Hold on. Before we get there, we want to make sure everybody else is up to speed and has at least had an opportunity to watch this movie. So please make this the reason that you've seen it. If you haven't yet, please go find it. It's currently uh, I don't know where it is. I had to rent it. Did we did? You guys find it streaming? Too, yeah. yeah, I had to rent it it's on not Amazon. Streaming anywhere. So go. It was on it. Netflix until um, it, was, it got pulled from Netflix in January. Actually, yeah, mm. we had one a couple of like a month or two ago that went off of the streaming platform the day before I started to pull the clip. <laughs> I was like, "You that son sucks. of a bitch!" Because we had all played. <laughs> we we made sure it was streaming so everybody could see it, and it wasn't a big deal. And then uh, I went to go pull the clips, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm renting this one." Okay, but anyhow, go watch the movie, uh, and then you can come back and join us for the conversation. I'll give you a few seconds to go do that, and you're back. All right, now we've all seen the film. We can talk about it, and no one's going to be left behind. And, of course, Mandy, you and I, we don't like to talk about these movies alone. We need to bring someone on basically to take sides. So uh, (laughs) what we're doing uh, today here, we're bringing on returning guest comedian Mr. Mike Logan is with us, everybody. Hey, it's me. Hello. Yay. Welcome back. Yeah. Third time. Uh, yes we had a groundhog day we had the golden child yes and now this and now this yeah all right do i get a jacket if i get on five times yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'll make it myself uh you just get to jacket if you make it that many times that's what it is no question just wait wait we can't do that we can't do that live on twitch though they will flag us so (laughs) for sure all right so, Mike, welcome back. Uh, how are things going uh, since we saw you last? You're out here navigating life through. Saw me last. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, well, no, yeah, you're good. Just let us know. Let us know how you how you been. We want to hear uh, about. Uh, you know, just out here living. You know, I'm kind of like um, <laughs> I've been producing comedy shows, and then I do brand ambassador work for for Range Rover Jaguar, and nice. then so I was out at the auto show in LA back in uh, November for that. Um, nice. I'll be out in New York. April? What month is this? February? April for that. Nice. Um, How did we land yeah, this interview? I know. Dude, you're, you're, you're friends of mine. <laughs> <laughs> good to know people. All right. right? I, don't, I don't really do like, I don't know, I turned into like this this crazy prince-like introvert eccentric <laughs> guy who just shows up now. Nice. <laughs> All that secret comedy. You're not allowed to talk about any of it. So. That is I mean, awesome. The persona of my, my comedy show. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we always ask everybody who we have on the show, Mike, how long had it been since you watched this movie before we forced you to do it for the podcast? Oh, it was forcing me is not the correct word. <laughs> sure. More like remind, gently nudged me that I've been meaning to rewatch this for like a long time. Um, the last time though, I had to have been a kid because this is one of those movies that was always on TNT. Like it was like on all the time. I first saw it on TNT. I think I saw it uncensored for the first time when I was in like 10th grade, like 10th or 11th because it came out when I was a freshman. And this movie says t- this movie says fuck 63 times. No <laughs> See, shit. I didn't know until I watched it over my friend Zeke's house. Like I only watched it. On, I grew up in a white household in Detroit. And then, like, in order to get my blackness, I'd have to go down the street to Zeke's house because they grew up, you know, in, in Zeke's house in Detroit. Yeah. So, like, I, I came up watching life, like, on TV 
all the time, thinking like, oh, I know life's okay. It's okay. And then like I remember watching it like with a black family for the first time, uncensored, and I was like, that's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, it's one of those movies where I feel like watching it censored is not the same as watching right. it uncensored. It couldn't be definitely imagine like the yeah. dialogue is so different and they cut so much stuff out. Um and so rewatching it now, I will say this. I've watched it a thousand times before yesterday when I watched it again. Yep. And watching it one time as an adult is completely different than watching it a thousand times as a high school kid. Yeah. This movie yes. hits so different as a black mm-hmm. man. Like as a black man watching this this giant therapy session unfold on screen, yes. watching this as a black man has been through so much and like seeing so much happen. It's a way different movie. And while I was watching, I just kept saying, "Thank fucking God for Matt and Mandy for right. letting me watch this movie again as an adult." <laughs> like I am so happy to have watched it. Again. Very good, very good, Mandy. How about yeah. you? What, how long? Oh my been- gosh, total agreement. Um, I watched it this summer. Um, but not, but I was busy. Like we, um, we own it. I own, I saw this movie eight times in the theater. I, um, I owned it on VHS. I owned it on DVD and then I own it digitally. And, um, but we have, uh, it's one of the DVDs that I always keep at our cottage in, in my, my in-laws cottage. We're not rich. We don't own a cottage, but, um, so I watched it this summer, but I, I was uh, distracted. You know, there was stuff going on. And so Mike is like 100% right. Like when I rewatched it, it was still just as funny, but it was still very, uh, it was very somber. Like I felt like there were a lot of parts in it where I was just like, oh, this was so funny when it came out and it was so lighthearted. And now it's so different. It hits completely different. It actually blew my mind that this was one of your like favorite movies, Mandy. Because you're such a sucker for like a happy ending or even like a pleasant experience throughout the movie. And yeah. to me was not, well, I'll get into that anyway. But for me, how long had it been since I watched this movie? Uh, a few, uh, like a day ago is basically uh, <laughs> the, the one and only time I've seen this movie. I've never watched this oh, movie prior. This wow. Yeah, this was a first I'm so watch. interested to hear your perspective, though. Uh, right. All right. So what Well, was, it sounds uh, like Matt felt like it was more heart-wrenching. And again, you have to remember. It is. I mean, it was it different. Is. It was different watching it in 1999 yeah. and then the years, you know obviously with the things that have happened in my adult life and right. like just my, my observation and, or not my observation, that sounds bad. My like uh, awareness yeah, is I, different now well, because like, had I seen this movie back in 1999, I, it wouldn't have made the same amount of, it wouldn't have had the same amount of impact as it does on me now. Uh, but I think that's just because I wasn't exposed. It would have been very jarring back then to think that that even was how things happening. happening. You know what I mean? Like, and so to see yeah. it now, I'm like, I get why it's a good movie and I get why people enjoy the film and it's part of the experience. Um, but hold on, we'll get to that in a second. First of all, before okay. we get to that, I want to make sure that we cover our little activity. Before that I shit on this classic film. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not- <laughs> he won't shit on it, I don't think. <laughs> it's just going to be one of those. I just have a weird take on it and I'm trying to get uh, to a point where I can do that as part of the bit here. All right. Uh, Shout so, out to Logan's Roadhouse for making cups big enough for my giant hands. And they have my fucking name on and your name. There you <laughs> I'm not spotted. I just love their cups. <laughs> how, many, how many roadhouses do you have now? Is it, um, uh, I only have, I only have three of these Logan's Roadhouse okay. cups, but I've gotten them all for free. Cause if I ever, I've only ever been in a Logan's Roadhouse three times 
And every time I've been in one, I've tried to convince the server that my dad owns the place. And all I've ever gotten is a free cup. All right, we have so an activity. Like, we, have, we have an activity we do with all of our guests, and it has a theme song, and that theme song goes like this. Chop this, chop this, synopsis. All right, this is where we take this film and we condense it down. Yeah, you know, I need that little ping on the end. Ding! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we chop the film down to 10 words or less. So if we're going to try to describe it real quick, we're going to throw a little blurb on the back of a DVD case, or we're just going to tell someone about this film. This is how we would do it. Uh, who wants to go first? Does anybody have... A- I have two, okay. so why don't you? I'll do my and then you'll yeah, I'll, sandwich. Yeah, okay, okay. I'll do my lighthearted one first. <laughs> two innocent men found guilty find. Oh, sorry. Two innocent men found guilty find a friendship for life. All right. Oh, <laughs> I'd watch that nice. movie. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got uh, nothing good happens, but somehow it's not that bad. Like that's. <laughs> I, I, I I kept waiting for like the great thing to happen to resolve all of the <laughs> terrible nonsense, but I still wasn't, wasn't mad about it. <laughs> yeah, it's so accurate. Though. <laughs> it's like watching an episode of Mad Men. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Where's the good part? Yeah. Yes. yes. It's, it's a good show, but I don't really know if anything good happens. <laughs> yeah, or Empire Walk. Like, I, whenever I, I, the Empire Walk, nothing good happens in that show either. And I, I was like, I can't fucking watch this anymore. <laughs> Empire Boardwalk? Or Empire Boardwalk, yeah. Or Boardwalk Empire. Empire. Jesus Christ, I'm so glad you're here. Because, yes, thank you for knowing my thoughts. That was live word in your brain. It was like, (laughs) I got all the pieces, but they're not in the right order. But we'll get get there. All right, what do you got? That show stars uh, Buscemi Steve Rogers, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good one. All right, my my synopsis is um. <clears throat> sorry, you have, a, you have a real voice actor here. Hold on. There you go. Yeah, we got it. Everybody, quiet down. Two men. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Two men perform therapy in prison, then watch some baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, right? Like that's like that one base that one baseball game is supposed to make us feel better about the fact that they lost seventy years of their lives. The whole movie, they're so fucking happy. They have no trauma. They're just like happy as fuck in a Yankees game. Where did they get the fucking money? Right. Thank you. Oh my god, I'm so glad we're bringing this up because I thought the same thing. Like they have no income. Like this is so jacked. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know, you guys. I've not done any behind the scenes research. You guys always advise me to, and you know how much I love doing that. So that yes. was hard. But <laughs> which is why I waited to the last minute to watch the movie because I know if I would have watched it like a week ago, I would have been a whole week just trying not to look up shit. But um, uh, I feel like that's my only problem with the movie is like it really kind of caters to an American audience that doesn't want a sad ending. And I think that oh. movie really needed a very melancholy ending because it didn't pull any punches anywhere else. Mm-hmm. None. Like it didn't pull punches when it came to like gay conversations. Didn't even make any jokes about like homosexuality. Just yeah. had homosexual characters in the movie, which right. for an all black male cast in 1999, yeah, 100%. Shit, that's a head well, of his fucking time. Yeah, not only that, but he. Like he would rather be shot to death than go home and to his mom as a gay man. Like that was mm-hmm. a big thing for me too. I was like, wow, this really it it ticks a lot of you know boxes as far as like like definite social issues. But at the same time, I can't fucking stop laughing. Like 
you know, I'm try. I don't want to, but I can't help it because the banter is so fucking. It's well done. I mean, it's really well done. But for me, that's where the movie kind of falters because, like, why pull the ultimate punch? I mean, the whole film is a commentary about the prison system, and you have a real message you could actually send. And I guarantee. I'm not going to guarantee because you may have the answer to this, but I feel like they did a fucking screening and everyone hated a real ending. And then they fucking changed it to this. Oh, look here. We at the Yankee game. Like (laughs) for me, it's like, how is he happy? He's got 70 years of trauma. Both of them. Who the fuck drove him to the gate? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, you're right. And there was, there was no, as far as I know, there's no alternate ending. That was just the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Damn, they dropped the ball. I know. They just tied it up in a neat little bow at the end. And I'm like, I don't think it really ended here. Yeah. Um, Like they, uh, yeah. So my, my second, oh, sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Let's go ahead and finish. Oh, my second is no fair trial for for black men in 1932 either. That yeah, was that's, yeah. my second synopsis. So I love that either is the tenth word. That's like <laughs> that's <so> perfect. <laughs> um, also, too, have you guys ever seen the movie Cadence with Charlie Sheen? Martin Sheen's in it too. So is no. Lawrence Fishburne. I highly no. recommend it. It's a really good movie. It, it, it involves um, military uh, prison, but it's all black guys except for Charlie Sheen. And it's super, super good. And now I want to watch, after watching this movie and thinking about it, I'm like, okay, I have to watch this movie. It's it's called Cadence. Okay. You know, like, you know, like on a chain gang, like your Cadence. So, yep. yeah. Uh, for me, this movie was very much uh, Shawshank Redemption. Like it was very much the uh, fighting to stay to survive in an environment you shouldn't belong in because you didn't do anything wrong and you have to try to prove that you didn't, but then eventually you just give up on that. Like you're like, fuck it. No one's going to believe me anyway. Now it's time to like really get out of here. The, the part about this movie that I didn't enjoy as much as I think I could have is rather than doing the montage where you see life happening outside of the prison system, like um, the civil rights movements happening and things are yeah. change on the outside. Yeah. And these guys are literally walled off and have no clue that things are changing and things are getting, I'm not, not necessarily, they're just getting different. Like things are moving in, in a direction. You know what I mean? Whereas I before, think that, that was just a showing of pat time passing. Though, I, but me, I sorry. wish what they would have done in lieu of that as I wish they would have just given those guys a bunch of like mad capped ways of escaping and having them all fail. I wish it would have been a montage of them trying a bunch of different schemes to try to get out, you know, cause it seems like <laughs> that fit more in line with the, the humorous part of the movie where I could have, I could have used a little more levity there, but they tried to like inject in, like we got it. I think, I think we were supposed to get it as the audience that this was a terrible experience for black people uh, then. And for now and what, you know what I mean? Like, but they tried to like over inject it in with all of the um, like national news coverage of things happening and all of this stuff that they couldn't experience while they were trapped in the prison but I think we got that already. Like, I think them coming out, like when he drove the guy to the bus station and he mm-hmm. saw like life happening around him, I think that, life. Hey, I think that would have <laughs> been the thing that showed us. It was like, Oh my God. Like they are so yeah. like, they missed all of this. They not only missed like, uh, you know, things. I see what you're saying. So you're, 
You're saying we only needed that one scene to do what that montage did, I so that so. time could have been spent better. I get that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Th- yeah, thank you. Yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get I'm going to do a quick run through. Well, I'm going to try to make it quick. This cast was huge. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I'm going to run down really quick. We had Eddie Murphy played Rayford Gibson. Martin Lawrence played Claude Bates. Would you shout out Eddie Murphy's performance in this movie? Yeah. Like, oh my god, head and shoulders above everybody else. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So then for your sake, then this is an Eddie Murphy movie then, right? Like this is, this movie was carried by Eddie Murphy. This is not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know though. Martin Lawrence has like Eddie Murphy is always like he's, he's constantly on, but then when Martin Lawrence does like does talk or does do something, I feel like it's a fucking, Oh my God, the toe in the bottle moment. My sister, my sister and I, we're, we we saw this in the theater together three times, and every time, like the toe in the bottle, just I, and I'm watching it, and the, and Mark is sitting next to me, and he hasn't seen it, and I and he is just fucking dying, and when they're pretending right. to like be off balance, you know, and but that so had I, to be improvised, yeah. Oh, totally, yeah, one hundred percent. So natural. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna like totally ruin this guy's name, um, but I love him. Okay, Abba Bubatunde, I think is how you say his name. He played Willie, the guy that is young and he's there the whole time and then he's old. Oh, yeah. The guy that was yeah. before them and then after yes. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And I had a boss look just like this guy. So it totally, it's crazy. Okay. <clears throat> Nick uh, Casavetes played Sergeant Dillard. Anthony Anderson played Cookie, the cook. Uh, Barry uh, Shabaka played. Oh, Barry Shabaka Henley, sorry, played Poker Face. Um, this is pre Lady Gaga, so his name was Poker Face. Um, <laughs> Brent Jennings played Hop and Bob. Bernie Mac played Jangleg, Jangleg. Uh, Miguel, I know, right? Miguel Nunez Jr. played Biscuit. Uh, Michael Telefero played Goldmouth. Uh, rips to him back in 2008. He had a stroke. Aww. Big dude. So, you know, that's kind of par for the course. For big dudes. Um, Guy Tori played radio. Bokeem Woodbine played Can't Get Right. And Ned Beatty played uh, Dexter Wilkins, who was the the guy that kind of wants to set him free and then dies on the shitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that's <laughs> that scene is so rough. Yeah. That was oh, I know, right? Thing. Yeah. It was almost when they were able to reach the end of it. We're like, okay, something good's going to happen finally. And then it just shits again on them. Like, all right. Yeah. And that. <laughs> right and that ned, ned Beatty died last year so yeah that was a that was a rough one and also noah emmerich uh played stan blocker the baseball recruiter he was in the truman show that we did recently yeah, he was so. truman's best friend yep yeah or was so he? yeah <laughs> right <laughs> all right uh i'm gonna play a couple sorry of- that was long that's okay i'm gonna play a couple no, sorry, of- I, I had to switch out my light battery anyway what what type of light is that mike I'm curious. Is that an uh, Elgato? That's an or Amazon like... Basic. Okay. I've had that one for like four years. I got to get some new lights. I, I love these. Uh, they have them right. everywhere. All right. I'll talk to you later about it. <laughs> um, yes, I'll send you links. All right. Uh, I got, I'm going to play a couple of clips here. Let's uh, start out with... So this is Willie. Um, this is at the very beginning when he's uh, pouring one out for them as they're burying the uh, unidentified corpses <laughs> into those graves. Here we go. Look like you're finally free now, boys. Finally free. Friends of yours, old timer. And we get some uh, heavy D. Say we, we heavy D. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I get this feeling. 
And when you say sometime, you mean sometime. I'd been here a good while when they come. They come here must have been 1932. Yeah, oh, Yikes. Shit, that's like... That's 65 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Heavy D uh, ripped to him 2011. Aww. And uh, he was big. I remember watching Living Single, and he was Regina's boyfriend, like on and off boyfriend in that. So that's fun. Nice. All right, I never watched Living Single. No, you didn't watch it. I did not. No. Oh, so good. So good. I watch that all the time. All right. Well, here's my segue. Speaking of so good, uh, how about your uh, standout performances, guys? Does anybody have anything that was like? And when we say standout, it can be negative too. It can be like it was. Uh, standing out in a in a negative way, but uh, either something that was surprising or something you forgot about the movie that stood out to you or something like that. Does anybody have anything they want to add? I mean, I just want to double down on 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 praising Eddie Murphy in this movie. Sure. Um, not only because, like, up until this point, <clears throat> aside from maybe uh, Harlem Nights, and I guess maybe Forty Eight Hours, like he never played a, such an unlikable character. Like, I mean, he's normally like very charismatic. And you do kind of root for him, but he also is very selfish throughout the entire film, like almost all the way up until the end. And Claude is very much like gets kind of steamrolled by him. And to watch Eddie like really just embrace that character and be a dick to everybody. And like, you know, one of the most iconic scenes, I mean, in my growing up in black neighborhoods, one of the most iconic scenes is the cornbread scene. Yep. Like uh-huh. that's just some shit that every kid would say to each other in the cafeteria. Like, <laughs> You gonna eat your cornbread? <laughs> so then, like when it came into high school, we all started like pretend fight each other and shit. So then it was really fun, and so like that kind of stuck with me. And I didn't realize till after like you know growing up and watching Eddie Murphy movies throughout my life, he hasn't played any character that's like this since then. And I just feel like that character pops so hard against all the other characters, and every performance is great in a movie full of just great performances. I mean, Anthony Anderson's barely in the movie, but I remembered him being in the movie from when I was a kid. So yep. it's like, there's just like stuff like that that sticks out to me where you can get a cast that's just so big and all the comedy just seems so natural. And it really just relies on them all being in the room together and make it up like Ray's Boom Boom Room. The whole, when I was a kid, the whole them being incarcerated with everybody was all I remembered about the movie. Yeah. I didn't remember the beginning of it. I barely remembered like the nursing home portions of it. I barely remembered that like even watching it yesterday while it started i still was like well shit how did they escape <laughs> like i didn't remember but what i did remember was the i mean it can't be more than 30 minutes of the movie that's has all the characters together and it's just yeah a testament to whoever directed this movie to be able to juggle all that so my standout yes. goes to eddie and to just the ensemble in general nice <clears throat> definitely yeah when they do like the raised boom boom room where they're like talking about like come on we're you know are you gonna have gambling like i like and of course me being like the person that likes the happiness of things like that was their escape and i loved that whole thing and i love it when martin lawrence and he's like go get us some worcestershire sauce and he's like i'll whoop your ass you know that's so great i laughed my ass off at that part it, it was fun yeah that they were so willing to go in when in with the story with him because they were like what else are they going to do but then martin lawrence is such an asshole he's just like nobody wants to hear anything about this like go to bed um, i do have a standout scene after you're done man sure oh well i was just gonna say for me eddie murphy was like too smooth for his own good like there's a level like where you can get out of everything by talking your way out of it but and uh and being overly confident the way he was throughout the movie but at some point you become so overly confident that you don't worry about your um 
the repercussions. Like you don't worry about the the negatives that could possibly happen because you don't think there's any way that you'll be caught. You don't think there's any way yeah. to get in trouble. I can't relate it. to that at all. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's so willing to do whatever suits him at the time. Like he's like, I'm doing this because I want to, and he'll deal with the repercussions of it later. And then it finally bit him in the ass, clearly, on this one. But um, um standout performance for me 100 percent is bernie mack and miguel nunez jr is a close second i thought bernie mack was fucking amazing Jack, like that's the thing that i remember the most yeah. oh totally and like yeah because he he does this crazy jangling jangling you know and he's so great when he's like i'm that baby's pappy you know or i'm the pappy you know like yeah. that's great but then when biscuit gets shot and he has this like very somber like and i remember like in the theater like bawling knowing that that scene was coming sure. and still like just crying no it's coming and obviously as an adult i didn't cry it wasn't as you know that i wasn't that affected but yeah, i did <laughs> oh you did oh well good for you i thought- yeah but I thought that he Nunez Biscuit, like Nunez Jr., did a great job of being like, oh, you know, don't be scared. You know, I thought that was good. Did you see in the background? So the scene where you're talking about when he meets Jangalag at the at the benches there at the for, for the mm-hmm. first time, and he he um the guy with the gun comes out and he says, Stop pitching woo out here. Yeah. Did you notice Biscuit is behind him in the background being very upset? Like he seems very uh, upset that he's hitting on someone else. <laughs> Uh, and he's got he's got a stance about him that's like I can't believe this is happening in front of me, you know. And yeah. I, I yeah. Noticed that the second time I watched it because the first time I was only caring about what Bernie Mac was doing, but the second time I was like he's back there um, because that's when I finally realized that he was they they were a bit of an item at least at some point or they wanted to be if you know when we find out that when he gets shot and he's the only one that's really affected enough to cross the gun line and go like tend to him. That's when we realized that there was like a relationship there, I think. Well, I think too, when I mean, he's, you, when he, he's like, don't, he's like eyes forward, mister. Like he doesn't yeah. want him looking at the, at the lunch table and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure that we do hit on these though. I have a couple of clips that dealt with your favorite. So I've got the cornbread part here. So I'm going to play that real quick. You going to eat your cornbread. Mm-hmm. Oh, trouble. Oh. <laughs> trouble. Trouble. <laughs> you talking to me? Yeah, I think you're talking to you. You? Um, no, not, not at all. Um, I want you to have. I want you to have. Uh, Willie, you mind passing this down to? Uh, hey, no, hi, uh, don't, don't pass your cornbread to him. For that's your cornbread. Ray, I'm a grown man. Okay, I'm not gonna eat this cornbread if he wants the cornbread. Damn it! Have the cornbread. Now, if he wants some cornbread, let him. How can Claude be that thick? How can be Ray be Claude be that thick to like not no prison rules? Like, right? <laughs> yeah, if he gets your cornbread, your everything else of yours is his too. Yeah. Uh. Oh, and then here's uh, Jangle Egg here. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Fine, thank you. First time in? <laughs> nah, not at all. I've been in and out of prison. Mostly in. <laughs> so, so, so you won't have no problem adjusting. Mostly in. If <laughs> you need anything of any kind, you can holler. All right. Um... And it is it true. So innocent. It can be sound. It, the words are innocent, but the way he yeah. says it, you I can't know. tell if he's like being genuine or if he wants to like take him in the back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's why when you said he's such a nuanced character, I'm like, I I wasn't sure how to take because this is my first time watching it, and I'm seeing him interact with him, and I'm like, 
I don't know if this is like a weird character choice that he picked and just kind of had to run with it, but eventually it becomes that's just him. It becomes his character. He's likable. Yeah. yeah. Like you're yes. not sure. Yeah, for um, sure. And then I did want to also play, let's see, where was it at here? Anyhow, we'll get to it in a minute. doesn't matter. Well, my favorite scene by far is when they go into the, when they stop into the diner and he yeah, wants to turn, he wants to turn them into the whites only pies, you know, and I have to be careful because I obviously can't say like the words and I, I know Matt, Matt, has, <laughs> Matt has a hard time. I was going to say it after Matt's thing. That's the scene I was going to talk yeah. about. <laughs> Matt has a hard time even including clips that have the well, N word in it. In so movie, I wondered in this movie, the clips that do have it in there, if we get to those clips, I left them in because the context makes sense in the other yep. movies if it was done in hate in the movie. Yeah. I mean, and that's usually how it was. Yeah. I, I tend to bleep them yeah. out and it's not, I mean, it's not for my own benefit. It's for anyone who's no. listening to this that like, yeah, doesn't want that in their life and I get it, but whatever. Um, I was going to yeah. bring it up particularly because I feel like of all the racism that's talked about in the movie, mm -hmm. it's very tiptoed around and that's the only scene where it's like blatant, legitimate racism. <clears throat> Cause it does kind of paint this, um i guess cartoony picture of a racist america in the movie yeah. like it's very much like i'm gonna kill you boy ha 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 we're all friends and like it's not really like real racism until they go to that diner which is pretty early in the movie but mm -hmm. yeah how many, well, how yeah, many do you have any to turn them white only pies into nigga pies <laughs> yes <laughs> i and died then, laughing and when i was a kid and yesterday <laughs> i fucking died laughing again <laughs> So I laughed my ass off at that part. And then um, and then I love that they like recall it when he it, it, he sees the pies, you know, and he's like, white oh. pies. Um, so for my standout performance, it was Claude, but prior to going into prison, like when he was in the club and he was trying to get out of uh, paying back or the, when those guys pickpocketed him or tried to take the money that he owed to um I forget it's Spanky or whatever. Spanky, yeah. yeah. Uh, Who is Rick James, by the way? Yeah, I know, crazy. Um, That's Rick James. Yes. <laughs> what? A very subdued, yes. Very subdued Rick James. Yeah. That does well, not he, look like Rick James. Yeah. He had a limp. He had a limp in the movie because Rick James had just had hip surgery too. So that was a thing. Uh, I wanted to play. So this freaky. is this is Claude in the bathroom stall when they're trying to. Uh, oh, so good. You're right. Here's to your new job down at the bank. Oh, he'll get there in a minute. Thank you. I always knew you'd make something of yourself. You know what I'm gonna buy with my first paycheck? What, baby? Season tickets to the Yankees. Right there on the first base line. What's wrong, baby? I was hoping you were gonna say an engagement ring, Claude. No, here it is. Here it is. Congratulations, Claude. We understand you finally got yourself a job. Yeah, now you can pay Mr. Riley that 50 bucks you owe. Look, fellas, I, I got a bill to pay out there. Look at here. $22. Not bad. Not bad. Well, start. That's two weeks' pay, man. I'm here with my girl. You got to leave me something. How about your legs? My legs? Oh, oh, those are good. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. I, I keep the those legs. Are good. I, keep, I keep the legs. <laughs> I love it. Um, I also thought that was like a really clever way of like setting the scene, the exposition of how like $22 is two weeks worth of pay. We understand as a viewer, especially if we were like children and didn't realize kind of how much money mattered, you know, you're right. How much little money 
people got back then and how much you know whatever i thought that was a nice I way i googled it their their 10 dollar dinner would have cost 214 dollars yeah that's fucking nuts wow man. that is unreal i don't like it uh hold on <laughs> and then he says yankee tickets if you're gonna take a girl for a 214 dollar dinner you better be right. giving her an engagement ring. I mean, that's kind of like, that's the only time a dinner like that is really necessary. <laughs> well, <Right>. this, <laughs> this is where we meet Billy from the pie scene. So I love that they portray them too as like just the stupidest. How'd you know my name was Billy? I loved that. It was great. <laughs> Good afternoon, Billy. Uh, we like some coffee and a couple of slices of pie. How do you know my name is Billy? Well, it says it right there on your shirt. If you boys can read so good, how see come to me, you Martin Lawrence carries this half of the movie, and then Eddie Murphy oh, takes over. That sign on the door that we just—how come we didn't see that sign and say no colors allowed, Chloe? We just rushed in. We was really hungry, so we kind of missed that. But look, we see it now, so bye. So look, bye. Man, <laughs> we see it now, so bye. All, yeah, <laughs> all we want is some coffee, a couple slices of pie. Is that all right? No. These are whites only pies. But do you have any Negro pies? Hey, uh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Something in the back, maybe? Uh, Negro pie. How, where would you get that recipe? Where would you? I'm not driving no 35 miles to, to get no pie, lady. Where would you get that recipe? Ma'am. <laughs> you want some pie, okay? okay? We are hungry, okay? We want Billy. We want some pie. Billy, we want some pie. All right. Uh, also, no, I and you have to include his like facial expressions when he's like, ma'am. Yeah. You know, it's very like the like Martin, the Martin show, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Lights are going crazy. Uh, I just got a new follower on Twitch. That's why. Speaking of Twitch, I did want to mention also uh, movie lover Stacy is in the chat as well as uh, Brandon Alberta, which we all know him uh, from. Hello, Hello, Brandon Hi, Alberta and movie lover Stacy. Yeah. They're the two show. of our theme song, our game theme song makers. So yeah. that's fun. Oh, hear those later. Um, all right. Let's see here. Are there any other standout scenes that we wanted to talk about? Maybe I have a clip for. Um, I did put this one as a, a really. Um, yeah, hold on. This is just a quick one. Shut your mouth and your fat ass, boy. <laughs> I laughed when he said and your fat ass. I laughed so hard. <laughs> and I hate um, I hate those tags of like the little fart joke you just throw in the movie as like a throwaway scene or whatever, but I thought that one was really fun. Well, I feel like in this situation, that's probably very common. I, I worked at the juvenile home and those kids can fart and think it's like the best thing ever. So yeah, they gotta have some um, been to jail. They fart. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I don't have a lot of fun facts, but the we talked about the bottle scene where they're like stepping, mm-hmm. you know, that hole when he's like my toe got stuck in the bottle. So Claude mentions that one of his toes slipped into one of them and actually happened during the take. Martin Lawrence kept going despite Eddie Murphy's laughing, which is genuine. So like that was all like totally genuine. It's so great. (laughs) Nice. And uh, also just to give you a timeline, because I felt like this, I felt like as a a viewer, I feel like this is good. Uh, Ray and Claude arrive in Mississippi prison in 1932. They spend 65 years in jail, meaning that the last year of the movie takes place in 1997 Ray says that the, the year that year he's 90 years old, meaning he was born in 1907, which we're assuming Claude was probably similar to that. 
Um, so they were 25 roughly when they went to jail. Okay. So 25 to life, huh? Yeah. Look at that. I, it, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, okay. Let's do, um, I wanted to play this too. This is another one of my favorite scenes. Again, this is very Martin Lawrence centric scene. Um, this is when Claude meets the, uh, the girl at the bar. Uh, and uh-huh. the- oh, love her. She is oh. an Ally McBeal, by the way. She is gorgeous, by oh. the way. But she uh so beautiful. He, lo- he loses her la- his last two dollars here, and I love it. Lisa Nicole Carson is her. She tell me, you know, she tell me the church took up a collection, but they still were short. So I, I, you know, two dollars short. Two dollars uh, short. Yeah, two dollars short. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yes, yeah, so I gave it to her. You know, when the spirit moves me. <laughs> the spirit moves. Right, while you was upstairs doing God's work, I was over there getting jack leg by one of these fucking farmers, one of these goddamn waitresses. I know the bitches in here somewhere. You know, they beat me down on my goddamn socks. You lost all our money in the car game, Ray. Fuck the money. It's not even about the money. Fuck the money. I lost my daddy's watch. Then fuck that cheap ass watch, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. When he's like, don't say watch to me one more time. He's like, if I even think your mouth is going woo woo to say watch. <laughs> oh my gosh. So great. Like the banter between the two of them is amazing. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it shouldn't be undersold how good Martin Lawrence uh, has, has chemistry with pretty much everybody he's ever on screen with, too. Yes. Like, I mean, he's been in a lot of shit movies that he's carried on his own. Oh, my gosh. Well, he was when he was in Tim Robbins. Matt, help me out. What's the movie? Um, oh, nothing to lose. Nothing yeah, to lose. We have. Movie. Yes, we have not done that movie. And I. <laughs> I will constantly be like, there's a spider on your head. Like we talk about that all the time in our house. It's such your, a great your giant lingo. Spider on your motherfucking head. Motherfucking head. <laughs> I haven't seen that one in a long time. So good. Oh. Uh, all right. We are about to get to the first break here, guys. So before we do, we got a minute left. We're going to explain what we're about to do on the way back from the break. We're going to hit the Facebook question of the day. Every episode we ask a Facebook question and today the Facebook question, which I'm going to ask the two of you here in just a minute when we come back, um, is what is the weirdest air, like family heirloom that has been bestowed upon you? Like now you have it and you have to decide, like, do I want to continue this process by giving Are you going to ask us when we come back? Yes, or I will ask you for right your question. No, I'm asking you for your answers when we come back. So you'll oh, have yeah. okay. the break to think about what it is. Um, so, and I'm talking like the weirder the thing, the better, like something got left to you and you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Or, or it could be something legitimately cool, whatever. But I'm going to ask you guys that question when we come back and we will be right back after these messages. Hey everybody. It's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday. Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to those ads. And please make sure you go ahead and do what they said. It should probably end up just being Stu McAllister with the Elemental Podcast. He uh, pitches our show on his podcast. We like to pitch his show on ours. So go listen, become a Patreon subscriber. He's only got six of them and he needs more. Uh, You got to pay for his ambulance drives and his obsession with baseball cards or football cards, I guess. I don't know. All right. Whatever he's got going on with sports. Yeah. So now he's living his, he's living his old man life right now. That's true. Yeah. His his midlife crisis was like 
having six jobs in the same like 20 or 12 month period. And then also uh, diving into football card collecting, I guess, and jerseys. He's a big fan of yeah. collecting jerseys now. So you, know, you got to have what you got to have. Here we go. All right. We're back at it, folks. We're going to hit on that Facebook question of the day. I do want to remind everybody every week we have a Facebook question. And today that one is what's the weirdest family heirloom that has been just, uh, bestowed upon you? Uh, while you guys are thinking about your answers, I'm going to go back here and hit on the ones from the chat from Facebook. Here we go. We had a couple of different answers for this. Let's see what we got. Okay. Uh, oh, that's not the right question. That's not the right question. Here it is. We got it. We're making it work. Uh, my great grandmother had a lamp where if you touch the metal, it turns on and off. It's currently at my mom's. Someday it'll be a distraction in my office. So that was from Brandon. Uh, one more comment. Oh, that was just. I me. love those lamps. We had. Yeah, my gra- my grandparents had those. I love lamp. Very good. <laughs> um, and then we do have another couple of answers here. We have. Uh, okay, uh, Terry Green said, uh, "Kind of creepy salt and pepper shakers." These were my great aunts when uh, I was a kid and always turned them to the after side. So they are a bride and groom on one side uh, and they look very dapper and very well-dressed. And you can tell these are clearly old um, salt, salt and pepper shakers that say before at the bottom. And then you rotate them 180 degrees and the guy is like super like pot bellied and the woman, everybody just kind of let themselves go. So it's a, it's life. You know what I mean? It's uh, everybody's, uh, there's a little puppy they're all happy about stuff okay there's that uh and then we did have uh movie lover stacy said uh when i was a kid this picture of an old man uh and woman praying over daily bread hung in my grandparents living room uh whenever i took it or whenever i looked at it it always felt like i was at home grandma gave it to me when they moved uh with my aunt because my grandpa needed extra care and i will treasure it always so that's another one that was like you know it mattered That's to me. a nice one. It was a yeah. Good one. yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, the thing that was bestowed upon me without my uh, knowledge or, or care to have it was uh, my grandfather collected clowns, uh, all sorts of like clowns, hummels, little, little statues, little wall hangings, all kinds of shit. I don't know why it happened. That's weird. Yeah. And I, it's sort of one of those things like for a while, my wife started collecting elephants. Like it was her, she thought they were cute and fun. This is Lindsay. Yes. Lindsay uh-huh. <laughs> previously mentioned Lindsay. Um, <laughs> and at some point it became, everyone was aware of that. Yeah. I, I've gotten Lindsay multiple elephant gifts. I'm pretty sure. Everyone starts buying her these elephants. And eventually she was like, okay, I have to be done now. I liked elephants until <laughs> That became the easy thing to buy for her for all of the gifts uh-huh. that she would get. And so she's like, now we just don't buy any more. We don't get any more elephants in the house. That's how it works. So uh, did you guys have anything that was left to you uh, as a family heirloom that now you have to decide if you want to continue that process? I, uh, I don't. I have nothing of inheritance. I've never inherited anything. I didn't get anything handed down to me. I had, there, was, there was nothing that I own currently for okay. my family. But... My grandfather, for the entirety of my life, dangled a carrot in front of me, and that was this like this like ring that he got from Ford for working for the union. Like they gave him some like diamond fat ass fucking like I like I like jewelry. Yeah, sure. I like, I, I like to dress like everybody's cool aunt. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember one day when I was like, I had to, couldn't have been like 10, 11. And I just looked at this ring one day and I just go, I like that ring, Grandpa. <laughs> and, uh, so you were, you were a Michael Jackson for this play then. I, I was. Like there's, ring, actually, Grandpa. there's actually a video of me when I was uh, 14 years old at my parents' 25th wedding anniversary doing a full-blown Billie Jean routine. Nice. the Motown 25th anniversary performance. Uh, I was a hardcore Michael Jackson fan when I was a kid. So it was not surprising that my memory of me as a child makes me sound like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then he said, you like that? It's going to be yours one day. And then he never fucking, I mean, he brought it up all the time. Never gave it to me. Took it to his fucking grave. <laughs> my wife... Uh, Lindsay, we talked about her before. My wife's grandmother gave away the same item to multiple family members all the time. Mm. Like she had like an old Gibson ukulele or um, a mandolin, like in the case, super old. I would, I loved it. I wanted to own it. And uh, she gave it to me. Like her grandmother gave it to me once was like, oh, you can just have that. Like, it's no problem. No big deal. And I swear to God, every male member of her family, she like left it to them. Uh, but in words only, like oh, throughout her whole life. And it was multiple times. Didn't matter who was around. It could have been like she had just given it to me. And then like 20 minutes later, she's talking about it to someone else and giving it to them. And so it was yeah. always crazy. The type of shit that she would just because she had a bunch of that cool is stuff, hilarious. But she just gave it away <laughs> to everyone, but didn't ever really give it away. Like it always just stayed wherever it was. And no one knew what she really wanted from all of it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> did you have uh, anything? Mandy? Um, I think I have something that is probably something a lot of people have, which is really weird. I have my parents' um, wedding album and my parents divorced when I was four. So it's really weird like to, to have these things like you're, you feel like you can't get like your mom. My mom was like, here, you, you guys should just take this. And uh, you're like, okay. Yeah. And what do I do with this? Like I've had a different I've had, <laughs> I had, had a different daddy, you know, for like a really long time. You and did, um, just digitize all the pictures, post them on Facebook, and throw it away. Like that way they'll it, live at least for a while. So much work. <laughs> well, not only that, but like I, I can't post it on Facebook. I'm friends with both my mom and my dad on Facebook, and neither of them want to see these things, you know. Oh, then so, just throw it away. There you go. I, I know, but that's like a Get hard thing it. too. It's it's very weird, and so Your I'm mom sure, doesn't even want. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure though, like a lot of people out there who have divorced parents, like they have like their parents, like oh, here's our wedding ring, and here is our like wedding album, and so you just have this, you just have yeah. it, so you can. But it is nice to like go back and look at like your your relatives when they're yeah. that are dead, you know, that are still alive or. Like your parents, like it look like semi fresh and like normal, you know, be- yeah. without before they were old. So there's that, I guess. I don't know. I just thought of one. I did have a weird heirloom, uh, <laughs> but I only had it temporarily. It was when I was engaged. It was my engagement ring. It was actually uh, my ex fiance's dead father's engagement ring. But her and her mother hated him because he was abusive. And they only like kept him around because he was very rich and then he died and left with a bunch of money. Oh, okay. Oh. And oh. so like I wore that as my engagement ring. So that's kind of weird. 
Yeah. A little bit of bad juju. Yeah. So next question then. The engagement didn't work out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lesson learned, right? <laughs> My follow-up question is, will you do that to your, uh, to any, like, will you leave something to anyone? Yep. I'm going to do something real weird. Do you, like, do you already my, know what it's going to be or do you, you got to, I don't know what it is yet, but my okay. daughter is like super goofy, like just like me. Okay. And like, she kind of like, she dresses all like crazy and like she takes a lot of cues for me. And so I definitely want to leave her like something from like my wardrobe. Like even when she was a kid, like she, like, I, she likes my watches and like I wear necklaces. So I definitely want to leave her like a piece of jewelry. But at some point when like I've got a piece of jewelry, that's something very sentimental to me. That yeah. way I can leave on. I, I definitely want to do something like that because, like, uh, you know, I love her. She's cool. Who knows if I'll have another kid? Yeah. And I um I have seen where you can, like, buy, like, a like a vintage vampire hunting kit. <laughs> and I feel like I want to buy this thing. And it has, like, all these weird, like, vials and, like, stakes and, like, this, like, <laughs> little gun. I want to just leave that shit under my bed. And then when I die, I want my family to be like, what the fuck? Like, that is really funny. <laughs> I, I have seen this and I, I have thought about it like multiple times. Like, I just want to purchase this and hang on to it. I want to like lay it out so it gets super dusty. And then like, just, I, I think it was, it wasn't, it was like $135. I mean, it's very authentic looking. And it's Brian. Okay. I know. I know. And like um, I could because I just want my daughter to be like, my mom was badass. Like that's what I want. And for nobody sure. knew. Movie <laughs> <laughs> lover Stacy wanted to follow up because she didn't quite read my weird that I put into it, the weird heirloom that you received. So she said, My mother-in-law tried to give us a bust of John Wayne's head, but I gave it back because oh my god, it creeps the shit out. Like it was <laughs> That's the bust of John Wayne's yeah. head. Like, why? <laughs> why would you need this in your life? Uh, yeah. uh, my mother-in-law said we get to fight over her weird and creepy antiques and doll collection, and we told her we would have a huge estate sale. <laughs> I feel like the weird, creepy antique and doll collection would probably fight them. Yeah, right. That's, right. Get rid, get rid of that shit as soon as possible, man. That's the reason why you need the vampire killing kit. Like, <laughs> did you guys have that? Man. Where you did your parents? Call, <laughs> did your parents call you and say, "Come to my house and get all of your old school shit"? One hundred percent, yes. Yeah, uh, my. What, what do you do with it? Did, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what do you do with your old report cards from middle school? Like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. Nope, I, I said throw that shit away. I don't want it. <laughs> All right, let's get back into this nonsense. We got games to play, guys. Are we ready oh, to jump so I in? I did um my my uh my when my mother moved out of Kentucky after my dad died, her uh her new boyfriend Scott, who uh was moving down with her, uh found an old bottle of my dad's whiskey. My dad didn't drink, but like he had a bottle of whiskey, it was like old as fuck. Huh. And so like I go over there and I'm like getting a couple of things. Nothing that I even still have, like this crap from like my bedroom from when I was fucking eighteen that she never got rid of. That I'm like, oh, thanks, mom. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, then he goes. I'm about to leave, and Scott, who like, I think it was maybe something to ingratiate himself with me because he kind of slid in there after yeah. my dad died, and I'm like a grown ass man at this point. <laughs> <And he> like, <laughs> fucking goes to the back and comes back and says, "Oh, before you go, I found this uh this old bottle of Jameson. This is a." Uh, barrel aged jameson but uh i don't know it's pretty old so i think i think i was gonna throw it away and i'm like you fucking son of a bitch <laughs> i was like you give that to me right the fuck now <laughs> and he's just like 
oh yeah what are, what are you gonna do you're gonna you're gonna put it up into like a keep saving I'm like no I'm gonna fucking drink it all and then keep <laughs> the bottle and just refill it on my dance anniversary I'm not gonna not drink this vintage whiskey you almost threw away asshole I'm not mad about my dad being gone <laughs> <laughs> that was like a therapy moment yeah, right. just for you yeah <laughs> I just had my first therapy session today actually hey, I don't you know <laughs> Um, Brandon also said, Brandon in the chat said the same thing happened to him. He trashed all of it, his old like high school shit. Uh, the only thing he kept was his PlayStation 2 and all of his Guitar Hero games. So that's where it's going back, oh, I think, you know? Hell yeah. All right, let's jump into some games, folks. How yeah. about it? All right, we games, got so we, games, 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 games. Oh man, I wish I could record that and use it. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we got a theme song recorded by the guy we were just talking about, Mr. Sue McAllister. Let's jump into this game here. Box office theme song <laughs> recorded live on the show. It's the box office game. Mandy, take it away. All right, Mike. What do you think the budget was for this movie back in 1999? I love this game. <laughs> uh, 99. Well, we don't have a lot of locations, and it looks like most of the stuff was shot in the interiors, except like the stuff before the prison. Obviously, that was all yeah. on the farm. Um, so I'm gonna assume they cut a lot of corners, but pretty big cast yes huge. <laughs> um, yeah. and i remember you know the soundtrack had a lot of big names in the soundtrack i remember mm-hmm. that song that song live live i think it was city high maybe live live or that song was everywhere so there was definitely a marketing push i remember seeing a lot of marketing for the movie so i'm gonna say the budget in 1999 for this film which was a comedy an r-rated comedy with an all-black cast <laughs> 25 million dollars okay right. Matt, I don't know. I just I feel like it's got to be more. I feel like it's got to be to get the names they had uh, and the the large. Think you're underestimating oh. how little they paid black actors. I, yeah, I guess maybe that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's see my white privilege shine through because I'm going to say like like thirty five million. Eighty oh million dollars. Oh my wow. god. Was that all? How much of it was to Eddie Murphy and Martin? <laughs> yeah, right. It had to be a lot. It, and, <laughs> well, it, I mean. Like they were both so huge then. I yeah. would I, I'm gonna say million. yeah. 80 Damn, million. that's a lot. Yeah. $80 million. Mandy, yes. it was all uh, shot in like three different places. Right, yeah. Yeah, it had to be all cast, right? It had to be all cast and the the they had to rent out a section of a baseball stadium at the end. <laughs> that was, well, that's true. Yeah. Right. Um Mandy, uh Brandon, Brandon, who's watching us on Twitch, just had a Mandy moment and he said, just give a damn number, Mike. Like he was <laughs> <laughs> Mandy hates. Mandy hates. Usually it when, that's Matt. It's I, not. <laughs> I'm like, just give me a fucking number, Matt. I, I think to, out loud. Yeah, that's me too. I try to stumble my way into my response. I'm like, well, yeah, but yeah, it, sound, it sounded better coming from Mike. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right, and then uh, all right, Mandy. The, yes. Okay, Mike. What do you think this movie ha- made worldwide gross? Ooh, worldwide? On mm. uh, a bunch of 85 million? Wait, just so was, you know, it was released worldwide, but I don't I don't trust the numbers. I think it probably was only released here and in Canada. Okay. Just so you don't overshoot. Well, I don't know. I mean, at the time, Martin Lawrence, this is after Bad Boys, and Eddie Murphy's still a huge star in, in 1999. Yeah. So they could have been a global release. When did but, Eddie Murphy um, run into his, like, scandal? Pluto Nash. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the sandals. Oh, 
I thought you meant like when did his career end? Which uh, I mean, and, which I'm like, which scandal? Like the fact that he has like 115 kids, like right. those kinds of scandals. Man, there's a lot of kids, and he's still rich somehow. Yeah. Um, right. let's see. Because of how often it was on TNT, I feel like it didn't make that much money. No, no that's that's probably uh, wise to think that. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Oh, man, this is a, this may sound scary, but seventy five million dollars. Okay. Okay. No, I just didn't. Matt, about, I've. I yeah, don't think I, it I, I don't fun, feel but. like this movie made a ton of money. I didn't hear about it being a big hit. I of course didn't see it at the time, and I I uh, I don't know. I'll say. I'll say 80. I'll say 80. I'll just whatever it was. I'll say it made its own money back. This makes me so sad. It made $73 million. Oh, Mike. So close. Mike. It didn't even yeah. make it didn't even make their budget, which yeah. is so shitty to me because this is such a great movie. It's one of my favorites. Oh. Like oh, the, the TNT sucks. was a red flag for me. Like I do remember like I said, yeah. I watched it a lot on television, <laughs> which is not a good sign. Right. For like, <laughs> how well it did at the box especially office. a movie like this that had to be so cut up like they probably spent more on like dubbing out the the n words and the fucks like there's yeah. having to reshoot that scenes new, and do yeah i don't know that new kingsman movie the king's man is already yeah. on hulu that's how bad that movie did in the box office yeah. yeah my husband just watched it he said it was good i didn't watch it with i want to i'm gonna watch it Nice. He's like, yeah, it was pretty good. It wasn't like amazing, but yeah. All right. So All that's right. The, that's the box office. We've got to keep this train a rolling. Let's move on to the next yep. game. Yeah, especially there's a lot of casts. Yeah, so I'm going to. Yeah. Let's play Guess the Age. That's provided by Brandon Alberta, who's watching a lot of Thank you, Brandon. Yay. Good job, man. This dude's <laughs> that, made, that made me smile, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, we're just gonna run down like the main uh box office one or the main cast list. How Damn old do you way. think <laughs> how old do you think Eddie Murphy was in 1999? Do I have a is there a time limit? No. <laughs> just but we you should try 99. As long as you're uh, talking yeah. your way through it, I just don't want silence, you know? <laughs> Let's see. Eddie uh Raw came on 86, he was 18 years old. Uh I think. Ooh, oh, look at him go. 96, 28. Thirty-one years old. This is lunch lady math. This is what I do when I'm trying to to count burgers. All right, math. Uh, You said he was supposed to be twenty-five. Like if the if the math in the show was right, then it made him out to be the character was about twenty-five. Oh, Mandy, I can't hear you. You're muted. Sorry, there it is. He That's played. Fair. He played a lot of different ages. I mean, he was ninety at one point. So when, when, he, when, he went, when he went in, he was supposed to be twenty-five. Uh, what did you say? You said so track ten years for being black. <laughs> there you go. He was fifteen. True story. Um, he was. Uh, let's say thirty-five. We'll say thirty-five. He was thirty-eight. Oh wow! Whoa! Yeah, I know. Being black. <laughs> I cannot guess black people ages. It's awful. I am so bad I'm, at I'm it. I'm seventy-two. <laughs> all right mike how old do you think martin lawrence was when he played claude banks in 99 okay. i know martin lawrence is younger than eddie murphy by kind of a lot uh because he was on deaf comedy jam like way after eddie murphy was already established oh my uh, gosh i remember deaf comedy jam we used to watch that oh, shit all shit. the time he was one of the best hosts on in television history um i want to say he was young so i'm going to go with 
1999. I'm going to steal your previous yeah. answer. I'll say 31. He was 34. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just because we talked about him, how old do you think Anthony Anderson was who played Cookie? Ooh. Cookie. He was Ooh. the cook. Yeah. I want to say he, I want to say he was 23. Okay. Matt? He does, he does seem like he was quite young in this, uh, which is cool when this happens, like when a when an established actor will bring on other like comedic actors that are very young in the game. It's kind of neat. This is I think this is his film debut too. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. 29. I don't know. He was 29. Good what? job. Damn. All right. <laughs> I'm telling you, just take whatever age you think they are and add 10 years because right. black don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. How old do you think Bernie Mac was when he played Jingle? Oh, fucking no. Apparently, I'm bad at those. I'm going to say, oh, okay. 99 was like the same year that Kings of Comedy came out. Um, so I'm going to say he's 40 in this movie, in the movie Life. Okay. Okay, Matt. Yeah, half the scenes he seems very young and spry. Another half of the scenes he seems like he's getting up there in age. So uh, I don't, I'll go. 37. He was 41. Okay, nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah. And, and just so you know, too, he died in 08, which totally floored me because yeah. I feel like it hadn't been that long. But yeah, yeah it was for a while. Sure. It was a while. Well, yes. Emily Allen did that Bernie Mac at the Dead Comics show like 10 yep. years ago or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. Just so you guys, just to throw I'm out some numbers. Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Abba Babatunde, who played Willie Long, the one from the beginning to the end who was there in the end, like, yeah, the old guy. He was 48. Um, Barry Shabaka, who played Poker Face, was 44. Brent Jennings, who played Hop and Bob, the which, by the way, it totally killed me that they had another black prisoner, like, basically enforcing all the rules. Like, that was him. Well, have you he never was- seen Django Unchained? <laughs> I haven't. I have not. Oh, I know. Well, you don't know I'm, what a house so, is. <laughs> I'm so bad. All right. <laughs> but he was 48. Sorry for the soft beard viewer. <laughs> no. You're good. Uh, Miguel Nunez, who played Biscuit, was 35. Michael Taylor. I would have thought, uh, thought older than that for him. That's weird. Oh, see, I would have thought younger okay. because I remember who, him who? from uh, uh, Miguel Nunez, uh, who played Biscuit. I think he was yeah, in was White he? Men Can't Jump, too. I'm not positive, though. He was. He was um, also in Juana Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's hot. Super hot. And um, he's, a very good, he's a very good looking man. I lo- even as dressed up as a woman, I was like, you're not bad looking. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen Mike- Juana Man? You should watch Juana Man and light some candles or something because he plays I, the WNBA. I, he's a cross-dressing I, man who plays WNBA basketball. You I should probably might do get- this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, take some time for yourself. A little, little man. <laughs> Um, and Ned Beatty, who played the uh, Dexter Wilkins, who was going to set them free, died on the shitter. He was 62. Um, and then Michael Telefero. This shocked me. The guy who played Goldmouth, he was 38. I felt like he would have been an older uh, guy. Goldmouth? Goldmouth is the, you want my corn, or can I have your oh, cornbread? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cornbread guy, yeah. I just felt like he was way older. But And then Guy Tory, who was radio, uh, was 30. So, oh. oh, can't get right. Can't get right. Mike, how old do you think can't get right was? 19. That's, uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah, 19. 19. I'm going to say 19. Okay, Matt. All right, 25. 
26. Okay. 26? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did have a very young, he did have a very young right. way about him. I mean, he still looks really young. Yeah. And a heavy D was 32. Okay. So. All right, let's move on. Yeah, he looked game. about 32. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go. Next game's got a theme song, and it sounds like this. Ooh, that sound. That's Jared Hibbs. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Provided by comedian friend of the show. The sound that just played you. <laughs> All right. This is a game where I take a sound from this film. I play it out loud and you tell me what's happening on screen. Okay. This one, we have a bunch. I've got five sounds to play. But with that being the case, our other game, backwards, forwards, we have none. So we're going to take up the space. Okay. By that other game and we're going to play this one instead so all right here we go this is going to be uh just a sound on screen you tell me what's happening mike here we go oh, yeah i got it all right what do you got uh he's burning his roof uh the mouth the roof of his mouth on uh some white pie, whites only pie that is correct yeah <laughs> claude eating pie nice <laughs> I just love, I always die laughing. He's just like, ah. <laughs> like we've all been there. <laughs> he has to eat it so fast. And it, like, <laughs> all right, we got one more, or we got another one here. It's very, it's like porno music. Like he's because of where he's been, like with the I whole know. whites only pie. <laughs> 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 it's funny too because he doesn't even get the joy out of that. Like everything is no. so bad. There's no. He good. says that. Yeah, that's what he says when he's his tokos in the fucking bottle. He's like, I burnt the roof of my damn mouth. Couldn't well, even enjoy it. <laughs> and that's the thing too is Matt talked about Martin Lawrence in the beginning of the movie, but I feel like the I actually have I've watched this four times in the last like what three days, and I always fast forward to the part where they're old because I feel like it's the best. Sure. Like I feel like they do so great. All right, uh, yeah. next sound is gonna go like this. I can play it again if you need it. This is for Mandy, right? No, it's for you. These are all for you, Mike. And if you don't get it, <laughs> if you don't get it, it'll go to Mandy. I'll play it again. Okay. Damn, it's up all the way. Yeah, I can't sweeten it anymore. Let me go one more time. If it makes you feel better, I wouldn't have gotten the first one, so you're good. I can hear it. It's just. It was just such I a funny it... sound to me in the movie. I'm, like, I'm pulling this clip. This so is so good. Funny. It's funny because I can picture. I just picture Martin Lawrence's eyes bugging out. Yeah. Like while wow, that sound is happening, but I'm not sure. Okay, I'm gonna say uh, there's liquid pouring at the beginning, so he's either in the bathroom or he's at a bar having a drink. I think he's. It's when he's in the bathroom before Ray meets him. I, I'm not. Maybe that's when it is. That is not correct, Mandy. Yeah. Close to the second. It's when Sylvia has him get a like. It has him get a drink with her, and yep. then he drinks it. Sylvia is the the sexy woman oh, from yeah. Ally McBeal. Yeah. He's like, and then he goes upstairs with her, right? Yep, yep, yep. That's before he wastes <laughs> two bucks. Yeah. 
yes uh, and yeah, I, so I have to say too like the, all that old school like music i love that music so much so mm-hmm. yeah all that like bootleg and flapper music that like specifically like old like old black jazz like i love that so you, oh, you mean that. jazz yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yes jazz old jazz regular jazz oh. hey my man how you doing Oh, no, Sorry, this isn't not for you. This is just me playing. With you. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I know that one. And find another place where they let you in the front door. What about that time I bought your girl some alligator shoes, man? Huh? What's the problem? Did I come through for you? Yeah, yeah. Bitches wearing pigs again when I met. I got out. Oh, this all up to it. Love it. All right, so now back to the game. All right, we got three more sounds to get through real quick. Here we go. This one's gonna sound like this. Play it again. Here it goes. <laughs> I will. I'll give you a hint. This is just before one of the iconic scenes in the movie. Yeah, it's when Martin Lawrence is scraping his toast. Yes, <laughs> that's the sound of him scraping Dude. toast with a spoon. Yeah, he was getting all the burnt parts off like uh, like, uh, like such a yuppie. That clip though is only about half of the actual time spent in the movie. Him doing it, he like, really <laughs> does it for a minute. Like, he's going, and then you keep looking at him like you're gonna get yourself fucking killed in here. Dude, the movie was not scared to like hold on a joke for longer yes. than you think you should. For sure. All right, uh, this is one more here. We got this one's. They're getting uh, harder as we go. So here's this one. Oh, are they? That's not hard, Matt. That's the pool table that's in the boom boom room. Nope. Fuck. Really? No, no, no. <laughs> Manny, take it. Is that when um Ken Get Right makes his home run? Yep, that's the home run shot from Ken Oh, Get that's right, because right, the sound is fucking Yep, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Right, we yeah. got one more left on this. Here we go. This Good job, Mandy. This one is by far, I think, by far the toughest. I one. have seen so. this movie like 50 times. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, one Yep. And one more time. Mm-hmm. What do we think we're hearing? We'll talk it out here and see. It sounds like people whispering to each other, like the scurrying or something. Maybe that's when they're people are escaping because there'd be sirens and dogs and stuff. This also could be a, an issue with the um, the bit rate and the the audio exchange here because it is quite a high pitched sound, like it's a very high end sound. So a lot of times that has a trouble translating over. Uh, I'll play it one more time though, just to see if it helps at all. Shut this fan off too, in case that's a problem. Oh, I think I might know. Is it when Spanky gets? Is it when Spanky gets stabbed? No, no, that's close. There is definitely a stabby sound in here. Uh, Mm. With with that as a hint, any any other? All right, I'll just tell you. That's when the sheriff gets his face slashed. Oh, when Spanky when Spanky comes up with the. uh, with the cane or whatever and swipes him across the face. So yeah. I told you it was a tough one. All right. But nice. That job. was a tough one. Nice. That job. was fun. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a really good one. 
normally we would play uh backwards forwards at this point but i didn't do it because we had so many clips otherwise and i was like fuck it all right uh just for the sake of playing it i do have a couple of clips that we didn't hit yet um i wanted to play the sheriff that keeps track of the, the yard here doing the uh the gun line bit so yes here's... that's a good one we ain't got no fences here at camp eight we don't need no fences we got us didn't you feel bad for the sheriff as he aged yeah this is like, I felt like, so bad for him. Was he like dealing with dementia as he got older? Because like he kept going through the speech and then the guy had to be like, we're talking about the gun line. And then he's like, it's a, I don't know if he had dementia or if he was just getting old. Yeah, Cause like he just was so used to saying it. I do um, know that the, the young sheriff was hot. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I was all, I was all about like the, Oh, we got a and gun line. Like old sheriff was not bad. Uh, the guy with the slashed face turned into army Ernie, like later on. I know, right? Like they look yeah. nothing alike, and then it didn't yeah, make any sense. they just had the sheriff was already an adult. Like yeah. the sheriff was already you know. like twenty or something. Why, like, why did they age? <laughs> why did they age everyone? They 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 took the time to put makeup and age everyone except for him, yeah. which made well, they no blew sense. The, they blew the budget on them, and Arlie Irby was just hanging out in the back <laughs> of a trailer. <laughs> they were just like, he's hey, like, I'll he, do. Like, yeah. hey, you want to come out here? And I'd be like, why the hell not? He's like, I'll do it for uh, for some cigars and a nat and a six pack of natty ice. Yeah, sure, why not? Movie full of blacks. It'll never work, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will never make budget, but okay. <laughs> um, that was a halfway decent Arlie Irby impression. I may have something to explore the rest. There of you that. go. Yeah, and work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I did want to play this too. This is Poker Face's letter when he when uh, Eddie Murphy reads. Oh my God! This is so sad and funny at the same time. Oh, awful! Look, it's from it's from your mama's neighbor, Mrs. Tidewell. Mm. You know who that is, Miss Tidewell. She thought you ought to know that that your second cousin Bo died. <laughs> Bo died, and your, and your other cousin Sally on your daddy's side, she died. Mm. Well, apparently, your sister died too. Apparently, your sister. Say Marlene. Here. The other one. Marlene, uh, Oh, no, 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 Marlene, Jen, Jenny, Jenny died too. Jenny both. and Marlene both did. And it goes on for a while about how crap didn't come in on account of fraud. <laughs> Finish up with in a big tornado, <laughs> which your mama and your daddy were both killed. <laughs> well, don't worry, because she's going to take care of the dog. That is, if it gets over the worms. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else want letters read? And they're like, no. <laughs> Let's <laughs> <fuck> that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> okay, we have very little time, and I need to get yeah. to this point. Mike, the thing that we ask everybody at the end of the podcast is, would you watch this movie again? Yes. Yeah, I'll probably end up watching it again later this week. Honestly. Nice. All right, Mandy, how about you? Will you watch it again? Yeah, for sure. Good. I would watch this movie again if I was watching it with someone who hadn't seen it or someone who enjoyed it. Like, I think it's worth watching again for sure. Uh, which is not often that I say that I'm not like, no. a, I'll, I'll go through this again, but I can see this again and maybe look for some sort of nuanced stuff in the background and see if it's more of a fun watch for me. Uh, okay. And now that we've done that, it's time for plugs. Mike, do you have anything that you want to point people toward out in the world? Uh, yeah, sure. Don't tell comedy.com. It's where you can go to sign up to get told about all the secret comedy shows that I put on all around Grand Rapids. Um, listeningroom.com I think it's what's called listening room the listening room is where I produce a pro comedy show once a month here in Grand Rapids and my social media is my name Mike Logan with whatever social media that is at the end of it so Mike Logan's Graham Mike Logan's Twit Mike Logan's YouTube that's me 
There it is. And my Facebook is Mike Logan, but I barely use that. So don't, don't go there. It's a dying breed. <laughs> All right. Very Just good. Don't very go there. Concise. It's not cool. <laughs> very concise. Very good. Mandy, do you want to point people anywhere? Yeah. March 10th, I'll, I will be at Valhalla in Kalamazoo. Okay. So you yeah. Stand up out there in Kalamazoo. Very good. Very yep. good. All right. Uh, for me, I want to point people toward my uh, Instagram and I'm on the TikTok. I'm sorry, guys. I did it. Uh, it's Matt, Matt Harper art on TikTok. It's a good place for me to show off my art stuff and, and just get people oh. to uh, get some eyes on it. So check me out on TikTok at Matt Harper art. And I always play a clip at the end of this nonsense to get us out of this. Otherwise, I'd just keep on rambling. And today, the final clip sounds. Oh, before we get there, Mike, thank you so much for joining us again. I yes, it was so nice to see you. <laughs> and, yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Absolutely. All right. And our final clip today sounds like this. Let me paint it. Come on. Hey, where's that girl I was working over here? What girl? What girl? We'll see. When I next time I come back in there, whichever bitch I start choking, that's what girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Listen to more episodes. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs>